Josh, what do you think would happen to you if you were impregnated by an alien? Let me check. What are my chances? Does not compute. We're asking the right questions here. <laughs> I'm Joe. I'm Josh. You've got questions? You're feeling grounded. <laughs> Welcome to Feeling Grounded with your hosts, Josh and Joe. So what we want you all to do right now is subscribe to Feeling Grounded Podcasts on YouTube, like the video, share this video to any prospective person that might want to enjoy our content, and also follow us at Feeling Grounded Podcasts on Instagram, and become a patron. We want you guys to be on that platform with us. We genuinely enjoy putting out extra content on there for only three bucks a month. You can see what we're doing on that area. Joe and I, for the month of August, okay, so starting on August 1st, we're going to do a 30-day men's wellness challenge, okay? And it's done by The Art of Manliness. I guess maybe we can post it in the description below. Yep. So mm -hmm. check it out. It starts August 1st. It's not anything, like, too crazy. It's like, but it's like a, a new experience every day. So it's not like exercise and be good. It's more like, what are your core values and like shine your shoes today but uh but yeah so so guys check out the description below you can do it with us we're gonna we're gonna i want to talk about it as we as during the podcast as we're, we're doing things and like discuss how it's going and all that um so yeah we'll do it together entertainment where's the entertainment guys alien i know we were just talking about a couple weeks ago how i don't like horror movies yeah i love this movie was it the first time you had seen it so, okay, I'll be honest. I had seen many clips and parts from it. Okay. I knew what was going to happen. Mm -hmm. I knew about the twist beforehand. Because, like, I have seen, like, growing up, it would be on TV. Mm -hmm. And I remember watching, like, parts of it. But then also I have mixed, because I've seen Aliens, the sequel. Yes. And I saw that I, first I, as well. Mm -hmm. I get scenes of that confused so i thought there were like the ending of aliens i thought was the ending of alien mm -hmm. so i was surprised yeah so i, I watched it rewatched it and realized like well i haven't really seen seen this mm -hmm. i've seen parts of it like i said so but watching it front to back it's great you know? yeah i love it love it really scott is a legend He's like the thing is director. if you look at the 4k version it looks like it was filmed maybe a couple of years ago I know that was one thing I was going to say during this was like, literally this, this holds, this stands the test of time. Like this could have been made literally like this year. Cause it's all practical. Yeah. Um, I mean, everything about it. I mean, the only thing is like the, some of the special effects is a little bit dated, but yeah. But if you think about it, like this was 79. Yes. 1979. Like that's crazy. I haven't seen this movie uh, accepting clips. I saw it about a week ago. Remember when I was sick and it was a mistake for mm -hmm. me to be watching it, especially when I was coughing and hacking up a, a shoe uh, at the same time as like the, the chest burster scene, which I right. assume you think is the twist. Yeah. Um, I had known and that. Also the, uh, yeah, the ending. Yeah, yeah. And the just Ash being an android. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, you got quite a few twists, actually. Mm -hmm. 
Um, put a spoiler warning. <laughs> if you haven't seen this, then well, I mean, come on. It's been forty it's years. Old. Yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 it's yeah, but I had seen Aliens before mm. this. Um, I think my dad introduced it to me about feel like ten years ago or so. That, that's the one where they have the, they find the queen, right? Like the big yes. the main nest. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I've seen I've seen that one front to back. Yeah. This one I have not seen front to back. Mm-hmm. Which is funny. Like you wouldn't think that watching the sequel first. Well, of course you know that like Ripley's alive at the very end of it because you see her in the next movie. Right. Um, however however we can talk about the sequel after aliens later uh which has to do with that but um yeah it's so this trope this of this like this self-contained monster movie Mm -hmm. i'm assuming it kind of started with this like this was like the first one to do something like this maybe how do you mean 79 well i feel like this popularized this concept of like it's a horror film and there's a monster and it's nearby and it's contained mm-hmm. within like a space so you know like the ship or like a house or like whatever and yeah. that kind of popularized that trope and understanding it especially of like an alien like i can think of like other movies like mutant mm-hmm. um and then the one with um the guy from jurassic park gosh what's that movie called no, i can't think of it but there's like other ones that are kind of like knockoffs that like took this mm-hmm. concept but also the 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 tagline no in space no one can hear you scream it's the it's a horror film in space yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and that tagline right? i want to talk about that too it was like because you i've heard that phrase my whole life and never realized that that, that was from, came from this came from this movie um it was the marketing the tag the tagline of the film mm-hmm. but it's crazy i love it well with it being a self-contained um horror film mm-hmm. where it was you also have to understand that the claustrophobia of that environment, but also the claustrophobia of only seeing the alien in certain bits. I don't even think you see the alien full standing full, up. You, you don't. You, you barely, don't, you don't, most of the time you just see the watering mouth. Yeah, like the face or like the, the form of it and the head, like mm-hmm. the, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but someone's yeah, they, in a bodysuit. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but man, they did an amazing job of that. Yeah. Like, I love that, though, because what it does is it causes you to, like, it gives that, like, it's like a mystery. You know, mm-hmm. It causes you to, like, your mind to, to take off. And mm-hmm. I love that. And I think that's the way to do a monster reveal is you just show, you try to show as little as possible. That way that, that the fear, like, what this thing is. It's the Jaws trope. Yeah, you barely, yeah, exactly. you, you exactly. barely showed the shark. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. And that's, it's just great. Like, I loved it. I loved it. And yeah, the claustrophobia, like the cinematography, like there's so many scenes and I was like, you could pull back a little, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, like, why don't you just like, but like, that's the idea is like, cause I remember there was one where they, it was like in, you see Ripley and she's like walking around and the camera like pans over like through the ship and there's like all this stuff. And mm-hmm. it's just, yeah, it really gives you that feeling of like, of like, tight space yes and because of that you get that suspense and the fear that like mm-hmm. oh it's just around the corner or it's like it's like right here or it's like on top of you like mm-hmm. now this movie it didn't shock like since i had seen aliens before which is kind of more action um as a, yeah. a, a more more action-packed mm-hmm. um which by the way in that movie like a gun is not fired until like an hour into the movie so it's not conventional action which is cool anyway uh but about alien it didn't shock me as much as i had um thought but i know that had i had seen it in 1979 in the theaters i would have been right yeah because i i've like i said i've seen 
like I'm thinking just recently I watched Rick and Morty and they had an alien episode and I didn't realize that that was <laughs> where it came from mm-hmm. and like the concept of seeing something and the monster mm-hmm. gets on you and latches on your face and like yeah that that scares that scares the, the bejesus out of me yeah that concept right yeah the face hugger thing because yeah. if you if you think about it it latches on to you with it's a creature with acid blood mm-hmm. so that if you try to take it off it will burn your face off and probably kill you in the process mm-hmm. it latches onto you with its tail around your neck so by that point you're you're screwed um yeah it's horrifying then, yeah <laughs> And, and then, then and then it sedates you while it impregnates you. Yeah, yeah. It gives you a little Xeno baby. <laughs> the, um, yeah, that's crazy. And that's the thing, because, you know, I've seen clips from it. So it does take away, because you kind of know what happens. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, I couldn't imagine watching it for the first time in 79. I think it would have been insane. Yeah, I forget, like, who told this to me years ago, but... They were going to watch some other movie in 1979. These, uh, this one, again, trailers, they, you can't watch them on the internet or anything like that. So your exposure to what a movie was about was fairly limited. And I think even the trailers don't show much, but they, these, really don't. But, yeah, but they, they, walked. they walked it. Maybe they were going to see Apocalypse Now and they couldn't because I think that was around the same time, whatever. <laughs> but they walked in, which is both rated R also, but they walked in, uh, but they realized that Apocalypse Now, they couldn't see it because it was probably halfway through the movie. So they saw, oh, Alien. So they walked in and blown away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's such, such a good movie. Just every aspect of it. The actors, the chemistry, you can like mm-hmm. feel it between them, the crew, like mm-hmm. how they all have their own thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they um, each have a personality trait. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like everybody. Um, and you can you can really feel it. Um, it's like they have like a job that they're that they're all doing. Like that mm-hmm. that was the one thing I could tell is like there's no training. Like they're all like they're they're here. They're in it. They know what they're doing. Um, and they don't have like military experience to take on the aliens, so it kind of makes you feel a little bit more relatable to them in that situation. Yeah, exactly. When confronted. Exactly. Right. Yeah. What would you say was your favorite part? Favorite part, man. Gosh, I don't know. I like so many parts of that movie. I love Ripley's character. Yeah. Like they did such a good job with her. Sigourney Weaver is like amazing. Yeah. Um, and this is, thing- you know, this was at a time when like, like what was popping out, like Rocky and like a lot of like the big badass like guys are starting to come through. You can think of like mm-hmm. Arnold Schwarzenegger with like mm-hmm. Terminator and all this stuff. And then to have like a woman be like so awesome. Yeah. It's like uh, so cool. The thing that I can point to with her own personality traits, uh, you know, she's upfront. She's mm-hmm. by the book while still at the same time being vulnerable, not exactly respected by her counterparts. Right. Um, thinks very logically. Like, mm-hmm. for example, Kane, um, when he got the face hugger attached to him and she said, no, they got a quarantine. And then Ian mm-hmm. Holm with his own agenda, um, yeah. you know, lets them in anyway and, you know, confronts, you know, the android, or she didn't know he was an android at the time, confronts mm-hmm. him and just says, all right, I'm going to be watching you. Because she, like the audience, we know that, like, there should be something. We see her ourselves in her because uh, yeah. she's the logical one and ultimately yeah, and, and wins the day. to be said about that. And, and she's the one who survives, mm-hmm. you know, out of all of them. And because she's the one who thinks logically. And, and did you notice, like, she was the only one that was, like, she kept her cool. Yeah. She like thought intelligently. She never panicked at any point. Like when Lambert, when the girl was like freaking out after Dallas died. 
I would have to say the only time she actually loses her her stuff is because, you know, she was trying to undo the bomb and then she was late and I, and yeah, I, yeah. who well, wouldn't because that's, that's five that's minutes like, before you're about to like <laughs> get blown exploded. away right so uh, that's obviously but that makes it inc- yeah that but makes it she incredible. that's what you know but she survived that part all up to that point while everyone else was kind of like you know like parker like freaked out and like mm-hmm. i'm gonna just do this my own thing i'm gonna just try to go and kill it and then like lambert came along and she was freaking out wasn't listening because she was panicking and then, that, and then that's how they all died mm-hmm. because they're they didn't think they weren't cool and they didn't stay calm cool and collected you know mm-hmm. um and so this she's just such a just a great character mm-hmm. yeah. speaking of lambert i think one of my also favorite scenes is mm-hmm. when you don't see lambert getting killed mm-hmm. there is a theory that she was raped by the alien but that's a whole different story right. because there is a deleted scene where um you know the alien is just like crawling on all fours it looks really goofy Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, yeah. and he and he like raises his his tail like he's aroused by Lambert like maybe <laughs> like some some weirdos on YouTube uh, said mm. that but there was a theory but the that's why they said oh that's why it was off screen because but I don't think so I think yeah, it's I it's it's a beautiful uh, reflection of the horror of the alien creature uh, because you don't see Lambert's death her scream is blood curdling mm-hmm. yeah yeah definitely mm-hmm. and um right now there is a director's cut version of this have you ever seen the director's cut version Probably not. Right? i didn't even know there was one no tell yeah, me there about it. One. um so there's a couple of scenes that are missing that uh obviously the director's cut they're in and um there's a scene where there's actually the first reveal of um the xenomorph is um, right when Brent is being killed. Mm-hmm. You see him in, in the original version, you don't see that. And then also it shows like what happens to the bodies. Like, and um, Ripley finds them in like c- c- cocoon form or something. It's oh, like, like they're turning into eggs? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, that's a deleted scene. Um, yeah. As sophisticated as this movie is, it's enjoyable. Um, one theme that I can get out of this, that's very much like a Frankenstein type thing. It's the theme of like overreaching and playing God. Cause you have like the Wayland Dutani corporation, mm-hmm. uh, you know, knowing when you're outmatched and still try. Cause I think in like the subsequent movies, they're still trying to capture this alien for some type of mm. military purpose or, scientific purpose what have you uh yeah 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 that's crazy yeah i think that's a good a good lesson from it um just showing like the problems with ambition or like the desire to greed or whatever Mm -hmm. it is pride um yeah i i like this movie it was very good i i was still I felt the suspense, you know, I still felt the like, oh, what's going to happen? Even though I didn't know what's going to happen. Like, I remember when the, I didn't realize the timing of the chest when Kane, when the alien yeah. shoots out. I didn't realize it was right after he woke up. Yeah. Like, that was crazy to me. That like, oh, like, they're so happy over there. He's like back, like, the, you know, he's, he's here, he's with they're us. They're going home. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they're having this great meal, and then all of a sudden now he's dead because of this thing that happens. That's like horrifying to them. You know? Yeah. Um. The reactions were. Yeah. The reactions yeah. were all genuine. They, were genuine um, so he, they didn't. Ridley Scott didn't tell them. Mm-hmm. What was gonna they, they. I think they. An addendum to that statement. I think they yeah. actually like they were acting as if like he was going to have something happen to them. But I think the, su- the, the, the surprise came because the effects like in the blood coming out, they were surprised about that. I'm pretty sure that's yeah. why they were all uh, so like shocked. I think that was why. Yeah, I think they didn't know that it was going to pop out of his chest. That yes. Yeah. They knew something was going to happen, but they didn't mm-hmm. know like, that specific thing. And you can tell like how they respond. <laughs> yes. They're all just like. Like, they like, like let go they like they let go yeah. of him it's like in that moment yeah because in that moment they're like like trying to help him and hold him down and all yep. of a sudden they see that's that's the explodes. acting that's the yeah, acting yeah. And, yeah, then, and then as soon as it happens they're like they'll stop you know they pull away they're just mm-hmm. like what <laughs> could you imagine if that take had not uh had they hadn't filmed that or somebody was like ridley what the hell <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah they uh yeah, they, they ran with crazy. it they were true professionals exactly exactly now I didn't realize. I'm taking a side here. Ian Holm, right? I thought it was Anthony Hopkins, because they. Oh, look, it's Bilbo Baggins. Yeah, yeah. So they, in my mind, they look very familiar. Like yes. I always think of when um, I always thought the uh, Fifth Element. Mm-hmm. He's in the Fifth Element. Mm-hmm. I always thought that was Anthony Hopkins. Oh no, kidding! Really? <laughs> yeah, I did. So I have this like innate thing. It's like as soon as I saw him in this, I was like, oh, it's it's Anthony Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins. Yeah, yeah, but then I, I forgot that he was he was Bilbo. Did you think Bilbo <laughs> was also Anthony Hopkins? No, I didn't. I didn't. Okay, because <laughs> when he's older, he looks very different. Um, so so that was a cool thing I learned. And then I, I saw like a bunch of other. Yeah, I like read his IMDb. But um, great, <laughs> really good. Yeah, but can we just talk about that for a second? Like the fact he was an android, like that's like that's crazy. Yeah, it it came out of left field, but at the same time, like it's the future. Um, yeah, and that's the thing is you, you never you don't even know that androids exist yes. in this realm, and I feel like like that's why it was like such a jarring thing. And they have like their milk prosthetic uh, and yeah. blood, mm-hmm. <laughs> the milk <Nice>. blood. <laughs> I know. But you see him drinking that earlier. They show a scene where he's drinking milk. Oh, I didn't even notice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No and kidding. So, like after that happened, I was like, oh, so maybe he has to drink it. To... Very interesting foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh. And then. Again, I knew that he was going to be an android. He was going to come out. So, like, I was like really focusing on how he was like handling things. Like, yeah, you were checking out his pantomimes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it was really neat because you could just tell there's like a little bit of autonomous autonomy, whatever, the way he was acting and the way he was. And it was that was just so cool to like mm-hmm. to see that and to know like that was what was happening. But that was was crazy. I thought was the fact that he was like the science division guy and he was the one that opened the door because obviously he had the. You know, he had access to mother, which I don't really understand. Mother, is that is that just like a, a conduit to Wayland Yatani, like back on Earth? No, I thought it was like an AI thing. Oh, okay, okay, like so the, the ship. Okay, that makes that makes sense. Yeah, but then, but I guess it would probably be too because they had the mission. They had missions on it. Yes. So somebody had them was forwarding you know, it. Gave him the mission to claim the. Uh, species mm-hmm. um yeah i thought that was interesting at first i was like oh like he's a science guy but he's not going to follow the quarantine rules like why would he why would he do that like i thought that was kind of weird and then to find out like oh he had this his his agenda. his direct orders were 
don't worry about the crew. Everybody else is expendable. Yeah, else You're is fine. Expendable. You won't you won't get attacked by the alien because you're an android. They can't sense human uh, stuff in mm. you. But that's us reaching over a little bit. But at the same right. time, like Ian Holm, he his character knew what he had to do, and everybody else is expendable. Yeah, crazy. And that scene where his head is off. Oh yeah, he's, like talking. Like, the that's robotic. incredible special effects. Mm-hmm. How are they? How do they do that? <laughs> you know what I mean? They they probably had him standing underneath like the yeah, uh... yeah underneath the table or whatever. Yeah. And then this is use like a prosthetic, but I thought that was so cool. Like it was mm-hmm. it's the seventy nine. Mm-hmm. Like that's crazy to me. But anyways, so I love this movie. I think it's great. I'm I'm, ex- I'm excited to rewatch Aliens. Yes. And we can talk about that too. Um. Last thing I want to say, it felt the movie felt short to me. Okay. Did it, feel it, did, it, did, it did feel kind of short to me. I would have to say that once the chestburster had happened, it felt like it was only like another 40 minutes left. Yeah. And I think that's right. The, um, cause you think about what happens, they just visit this planet, they get w- woken and then they visit the egg and they get the face mounting. And then mm-hmm. once they're on board, it's like it pops through and then it grows really fast. Oh yeah. And then it just kills everybody. And then, then they get out, you know, so it's kind of like this fast, really quick thing. And yeah, the runtime, it was less than two hours. It was like an hour 57. No kidding. Yeah. With so credit, I, with credits. Well, with credits. So it with probably credits. was even less than that. Okay. Um, which is crazy to me because I didn't realize that going in. Um, and, and I kind of felt that. I was like, I like wish it was like a full length feature, you know, like two and a half hours or. Maybe the well, reason. I see. That- <laughs> they, they cut out so much and they oh, wanted to make it look, look as good as possible. I don't know. That's true. If they did do a lot of delete scenes, um, yeah, like it. I understand why it is as iconic as it is. Now, do you think? I mean, we haven't seen Aliens in a while, but from what you remember about Aliens, what do you think is better? Oh man. Well, like you said, I think Aliens is more action oriented. So I probably felt more with this movie, mm-hmm. but I have to, again, I have to rewatch. Like I, I'm, 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 I like remember parts, but I don't remember what the whole story is about. Yeah. So I'd have to rewatch it. But right now this movie is like iconic to me right now. And it's just really kind of jumping through because this is what started it all and the emotions and like Ripley <laughs> and like all this stuff. And it was more like fear. It was more like a horror film, I would say, yeah. than like an action film. And uh, I liked it. So, but it, and that may change once we watch Aliens. Yeah. The future is inevitable, but let's travel back in time. Timeline for today. This would be August 4th. Okay. August 4th, 1881. So, Joe, what is like the general, like, on a hot day, like what would you consider a hot day? Like what temperature, like what degree? Minimum? Yeah. Would be like, oh, like, oh, it's hot today. I would probably say anything uh, 82 and up. 82 and up? Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. I would say like as soon as you start like getting to the 80s, it's like, okay, it's getting pretty hot. 90s is like, oh gosh, I can't be outside. Any middle, cl- any middle class dad would say, it's not the heat, it's the humidity. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> No, it's it's the heat. It's, it's good. Good old good old Rand. <laughs> yeah, right. 
but um yeah so like you know like 80s above all that stuff so 90s is like i'm probably not gonna go outside and if i do it's not for very long hundreds i'm staying in an ac room that's it i'm not leaving that's it joseph august 4th 1881 in seville spain and this fateful day it was 122 degrees 22 degrees with 50 degrees or without humidity without well i don't know about that i'm assuming (laughs) without humidity i don't know if they they measured humidity in 1881 probably not no (laughs) but they knew it was oh yeah i didn't even pay attention to the date okay yeah it was a while ago it's the the highest recorded temperature in europe Hmm. to this day 122 degrees fahrenheit could you imagine just being in a place that's 122 degrees I mean, if we have people like that are listening from Arizona, they they understand. But I can't even fathom that. So I have a picture. Okay, now this was this was before air conditioning too, right? Mm-hmm. Eighteen eighty one, at least I think it was. Maybe it was like the beginning of it. Mm-hmm. At least it wasn't readily available in Europe, at least. But so I have a picture. I went through some archives, and I found an image of this fateful day. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. i found it wow everyone was a cartoon back then it must be yeah it was it was a colorful time so august 4th 1967 pink floyd released their first ever album the piper at the gates of dawn under leadership sid barrett Mm. now I have listened to this album quite a long time ago. Um, I'm a I'm a big Pink Floyd fan um, from their you know their midpoint albums. Uh, of course, not with Sid Barrett, um, but I love Dark Side of the Moon. I love Wish You Were Here, Animals, The Wall. Eh, that album sucks. Um, <laughs> minus a few songs, but after that, like they've had a couple hit or misses, but. This album came a little bit, I think, after Sgt. Pepper, which was heavily influenced by. Um, And, you know, it's very interesting going back to Sid Barrett. He um, stepped out of the limelight. I mean, he was in the other album, the second, the subsequent album Mm -hmm. called A Saucer Full of Secrets, which they brought up David Gilmour. All of their uh, live performances started getting worse and worse with uh, Sid's declining health based on all the LSD that he had been taking. you know, based on all the pressure that the guy must have been feeling combined with the psychotic drugs, uh, there's it's no wonder that he broke down. Um, yeah, that'll, that'll happen. It happened to a lot of rock stars around then. Brian Jones of the Rolling Stones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, what's his name? Keith Moon, you know, because of the mm. drugs he was taking. Mm-hmm. Um, and so many others. I mean, that, that was just the era for that, too. It really mm-hmm. was. Where they didn't really, they weren't exactly educated. Yeah, they couldn't quite understand. They just knew, well, this, I take this, it makes me feel this way. Yeah. And I have this response or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. incredibly, incredibly sad, too, yeah, uh, because um, in Sid Bear's case, the guy had been alive until, like, I think 2006. He, oh. um, yeah, he right. was still technically, at least maybe he thought he was still a member of the band. He, was a completely different person when he came back to the studio. I think it was Abbey Road Studios to see the band wish, uh, at, during their Wish You Were Here sessions. I think they were recording Shine On You Crazy Diamond 
mm. which is about Sid Barrett's uh, mental health. Um, and he walked in and there, he was completely unrecognizable, balding, fat, unlike the skinny Afro that he had uh, years mm. before, um, but incredibly surreal. Yeah. Um, so that was a monumental success for the band, that first album. Uh, then after that, they just like struggled who they, who they were until yeah. basically dark side right yeah very true now i'm i was i appreciate pink floyd i appreciate their hits um and there's a lot of really big diehard fans out there mm-hmm. and I, I wouldn't consider myself one mm-hmm. I, I like them i appreciate them i think mm-hmm. david gilmore is an amazing guitarist and it's mm-hmm. a big influence um but i never really got into them mm-hmm. that's entirely they're, they're, fair yeah their the music was a little too i say lucid so it's like it's like very it's very spacey yeah kind of like very artistic creative which i love and i respect that because mm-hmm. they were different than so many other things you know what, would you what, say what, you're what, a fan of uh prog rock not really okay that, um, that's why it's definitely i i kind of put it in two different camps prog rock with pink floyd is more space rock prog rock like with yes or mm-hmm. uh, early genesis it's so busy yeah yeah you can have it in only certain spurts, but I love sure. yes. I love them for all for different reasons. <laughs> um, but Pink Floyd's albums right after this one before Piper at the Gates of Dawn, with, with a few exceptions, I think like the album Metal, um, they're awful. <laughs> uh, like there's like there's one album um, where it was a half live album. It was like a double album. Half of it was live and then the other half was done with like household items right. like spoons rubber bands and i'm like this is yeah. this is garbage yeah it's in a different place there yeah yeah because yeah, that's a thing too when a band stays long enough to like start reaching like that like they just they should have stopped you know <laughs> i mean I, there's something about you know creative and still trying to do your own thing create music and producing all that stuff when mm-hmm. it's so uh, when it's just a far cry from what you originally mm-hmm. made famous then like why are you doing mm-hmm. it? yeah but Dark Side, they, they hit their stride. That was probably the, my favorite. Yeah, I would agree. I think that was like the point where everyone was like, okay, like, this is good now. It's time for Happy Crappy. Hey, Joe, you like my hat? Yeah, so that is something that I want. Where'd yeah. you get it? So my brother-in-law got it for my birthday. Birthday? Yeah, I think my birthday birthday father's day something like that something like that one of those days yeah it's got a very alpine type of look it's very Mm. it's very reminiscent of feeling grounded's original logo with the the font right yeah it's good so how you doing joe how was your week i'm great uh i'm not sick uh so that that's a plus uh yeah this is uh like night and day compared to last week Mm. were Uh, you uh, impregnated by any aliens this week uh, no, the alien is still gestating inside of my chest chest area. Oh, that's a long time. Yeah, I know. It, uh, it's really getting all those nutrients in and uh, whatnot. <laughs> so that when, it, so. when it finally happens during this episode, it just bursts through. Yeah, um, everybody will bear, bear witness to the, the majesty that is the alien. <laughs> awesome. Well, I had a good week. Yeah, can't complain. Just kind of similar to last week. It was pretty good. It's good routines going. 
ate well, worked out. The missus getting the house ready. Our carpet mm-hmm. is finally coming, so we can finish mm-hmm. next Friday. It's gonna be next Friday. It's the last step. Yeah, it's the last step. We're gonna put everything together. We're gonna have a party on that Saturday, which is what the seventh mm. or sixth or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's good. Hmm. Celebrate the home. Be finished. And now you don't have to worry about uh, anything, really, because that was your main concern for. Yeah, yeah. So I taking your attention. Really, just doing stuff outside now. So weeding and mulching. I have to do. I have to finish power, power washing. Harsh. Harsh. <laughs> power washing the house. Um, and then we're getting some furniture, outside furniture, in August. And other than that, yeah, just the carpet, putting the room back together, and. Good to go. Good to go. I know it's been, it's been good. It's gonna be. It feels so good to be settled, finished, and just enjoy life with space in the house mm-hmm. instead of all of our couches in one room. Yeah, I often find it's really hard to take up things when I've got so, so many other things diverting my attention and I can't really control it. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When everything's kind of going in different directions, it's hard to stay focused and to be and to get grounded. So yeah, to feel grounded. But this is what I'm going to be feeling. Which I'm, I, I know, let's be real, I'm always feeling grounded. And you should be too. Don't tell me what to do. <laughs> this is the aggressive episode. Oh! <laughs> Just be really like pat, like aggressive towards each other. Well, we could have another episode where we're incredibly uh, uplifting while still having an aggressive tone. Like. <laughs> Hey, give me an example. Um, Josh, blue was a great color for you to wear today. <laughs> Your laugh is in, is so recognizable. Joe, you got a great haircut. Just one hair. Just just one haircut was cut. <laughs> Let's do it. Every third episode, that's what we'll do. We'll talk that way the whole episode. Like, like we'll talk like Randy Savage. <laughs> People still know him. Is he alive? Randy. <laughs> <laughs> I got you for three minutes of FaceTime. <laughs> Did your husband give it to you? Any news? Anything to report? Anything new in your life? Anything new? Well, um, work has been good for the summer. We just finished up. Mm-hmm. Um, so now I've got a good like three, three and a half, four weeks off. Nice. So, uh, stuff comes up uh, later on in August. Mm-hmm. So, I'm trying to figure out what to do. You know, I'm gonna probably go up to somewhere north, um, see where it takes me. I haven't scheduled anything. Um, it's gonna be mostly just me time and even time with family as well. And even I've got time with you and your family a That's little right. bit, a little bit down the line. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You have to talk about that. I forgot what what weekend you're coming down. I have to put it in my calendar. But yeah, something like that something like that oh yeah that's right Perfect. i'll figure it out yeah we'll figure it out yeah the missus and i are we're gonna go to maryland the weekend before that which is mm-hmm. exciting we go to ocean city and just spend some days there mm. for our celebration of our anniversary oh for what our marriage i, <laughs> I know <laughs> for what? I, I was there <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 so ours is the 26th but we uh, we're gonna celebrate it the weekend before because she's off. Mm. So that'd be fun. We we planned this 
last year, but we didn't go because of COVID. But we were or two years ago, maybe last, I don't remember. But we were gonna go to Ocean City. I got I had gotten a hotel and all that stuff, mm. and then uh, we canceled it. That sucks, man. Yeah. Was it kind of like impromptu? Canceled? Yeah, it was just just one of those things that like we just couldn't couldn't make it work, and we were worried with her because she was pregnant with the twins at the time. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But now we're gonna do it. It's great. Getting babysitting. Good to go. Love it. Proud of you, man. That's gonna be a good time for a whole week. Just three days. Three days. Sunday into a Tuesday. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. So we got some good rates on hotels. Because mm. of the day, because that's when she's off. So I'm gonna drive up Sunday morning, chill there Sunday, and then uh, leave Tuesday midday, like after lunch. Hope it's refreshing, and I also hope that it's strengthens you guys even more. Yeah. Let's do crappy, crappy. Get get, get get crappy out of the way. All right, sure thing. So my crappy is just still just waiting on getting the house done. It's just kind of frustrating, mm-hmm. but which is a small thing. It's not like a huge thing, mm-hmm. which is good. Yeah, so that's probably the only crappy. He's just still waiting and setting the house up. He's yeah. being done with it. Did it, t- um, did it take you a hot minute to think of a crappy? It did, yeah. It I mean, did, it yeah. Because it was a good week. You know? Nothing mm-hmm. really to, to complain about. Spending time with the family. and but yeah. mm. Well, my crappy, I had a little bit of a tire scare on the way to work. Um, just on the streets of where I was going, um, there was something that punctured the hole, I, so I assumed, mm-hmm. of my tire. And then it was basically the size of a hanger hook. And then it hooked onto the rim and it's and it kept... And I thought, well, I'm screwed now. So I went to the parking lot immediately because I was close to where I was at for work anyway. And I took it out. Um because I know that there was a tire place right near there. The reason I had taken it, taken it out is because uh, it was hooked onto the rim anyway. That's just how it happened. Um, but I ended up taking it to the tire place down the road. And the guy asked me once he inspected it, sprayed his stuff just to see if any air leakage had happened. He said, did you put air in the tires before coming here? <laughs> no. And he said, I didn't see anything. So... Oh nothing uh nothing came out the scare was the scare was the crappy nothing right. actually happened i think it just hooked on because of the uh because of the rim and just um some of the traction of the tire but it didn't go in too deep that's very good mm-hmm. yeah i feel like there's always something with a car with you it's got some car just just in the last few months it really hasn't been that bad mm, that's good yeah, car stuff is the worst, like you say every time. But it's good that it was completely okay. Mm-hmm. There's a place near me. It's, it's a little bit of a hike now, but it's like one of the best places to get your tires changed because you just go in there and they immediately you just pull up into the garage, mm-hmm. and then they just tell you what you need, and then they it's like a like a service like a fast thing. They just do it right there, right then and there. They give you the tires, they change it. It's like it's crazy. Sounds like you're in and out in twenty. Yeah, it's really fast. <laughs> so that's why I, where I go and take the cars whenever we need new tires. That's with my oil right. change. Yeah, yeah. And you want Jiffy Lube, right? What? Yeah, Jiffy Lube. Do you use Jiffy Lube? I like Valvoline because you get you get to stay in the car now. But I don't know if it's the same with Jiffy Lube. Yeah, it is now. Yeah, you stay in okay. the car. I just went a couple months ago. 
I go to, I'm going to go to my dealership next, uh, in the next couple of days. Cause it's probably about $20 off at the, if you go to the dealership, you gotta nice. schedule way in advance, but let's do some happies. Yeah. All right. So, uh, in these last couple of days of work, I got really close with a coworker, mm-hmm. um, good. For, and you can tell that he's like salt of the earth guy, mm-hmm. probably about 70 ish. Um, so I would say that conversations with this coworker, you know, it was the final days helping out at this summer school. He brought up uh, how he was a Christian. Uh, and I said, no way. So am I. And with that, like he just, he just high five me and said, I knew the Lord was uh, calling me to talk to you about that in the, in the form of like, I, I am a Christian. And then it's like, mm-hmm. like, and that tiptoed into the conversation um, without going into further detail. Um, you know, we talked for about like an hour and a half on that last day. Yeah. Um, yeah yesterday. Um, and basically in those conversations, uh, he, he basically said, you weren't here to teach. You were here to be taught, Joe. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, that's, that's crazy. And you know what, he, what he thinks might be coming down the pipeline for me. That's what he, basically was talking to me about too. Plus he also gave me a Bible too, um, that he had planned to give me, uh, beforehand. It was, uh, like a King James version, but also, um, not an abbreviated, what's the other word for it? Um, it's annotated with even more, uh, detail, uh, so that it makes it incredibly understandable because he, he believed in the King James. Nice. That's yeah. Good. And I, and I started looking at it and I was deeply enthralled at the uh, the annotated version amplified is what it's called amplified amplified nice yeah very cool yeah that's great it's always nice to find another person who kind of has that connection because mm-hmm. oftentimes i feel like when you're just living as a christian you can feel isolated at times because like the general populace doesn't really agree with you or doesn't really want to hear what you have to say so when you find somebody especially just like out of the blue like that it's like yeah i'm on that team it's like yes <laughs> it's like such a good feeling <laughs> so i remember doing this at a place i used to work um something like this happened before where um it was like right before we were closing and i was working late it was like about 10 p.m and this guy just came in and said like listen like i just need some stuff like i'm you know i'm looking to to, to start a rap career like i'm all like whatever and then um i let him in and uh i show him all the stuff and you know selling them or whatever and he's like, you know, have you, have you ever heard of this guy named Andy Mineo? And I was like, <gasps> like, because he's this big Christian artist, mm-hmm. rapper. I was like, yeah, I love him. Um, and he's like, oh, I love him too. Like, that's the stuff I want to like try to play and like mm-hmm. work on. And like, that's kind of, and I was like, wow, bro, like you're Christian. He's like, yeah. And like, and we like talked about it for a while. And it was like this really cool moment. So it's, it's cool when you encounter. Yeah. People like that. It just ha- comes in happenstance. So my happy is, um, just a good week good time with the family watched uh some good movies this week watch oh brother where art thou with my wife class alien which we're gonna talk about mm-hmm. and then uh had some good meals working on the house yeah it was just just like a chill and working mm-hmm. out with the missus i assume yeah. right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. still working out doing that thing and uh yeah just kind of like a plain week which is good which is it's good. really good to have a partner with uh those same goals exactly exactly because uh accountability is necessary to succeed i think Mm -hmm. for someone like me like i i don't have the self-discipline to get done when i need to get done so when i have another person who's pushing me it's like okay now i can actually accomplish (laughs) things (laughs) 
So what we want you all to do right now is subscribe to Feeling Grinded Podcast, like this video, and we want you to follow us at Feeling Grinded Podcast on Instagram, where we put whole different bunches of content on there for you all to see. Also, become a patron on Patreon. For only three bucks a month, you guys will get to experience a whole host of content that Josh and I genuinely enjoy putting out there. We are also on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole host of other mediums that you can see on our bio link in Instagram. All right. But you've got questions? You're feeling grounded.